This episode of Internet Today is brought to you by Purple Mattress. And so it happened. The world of unfettered access to every known type of pornography on the world's biggest pornography website was extinguished. Not with a bang, but with a whimper. On Monday morning of this week, as an incalculable number of bleary-eyed yet consistently horny people woke up to head over to their favorite website, Pornhub.com, they were hit with the news that suddenly and instantaneously the website had permanently deleted upwards of 6 million videos from its servers, bringing the total number of videos on its site from around 13.5 million to a measly 4.7 million, and thus changing the porno game for the rest of time. So while this certainly does not signal the end of pornography, it is a pretty significant shift in how and what you're going to have access to on literally the biggest site for that type of product. And in a lot of ways, this is a really good decision for nearly everyone involved. Yeah. Except for maybe you, the viewer, who lost access to that one special scene that was just always guaranteed to get you off time and time again. Old reliable. So yeah, with all the pressure being laid down on content hosting platforms recently, it's not really all that surprising that Pornhub would eventually have to face a lingering problem of their own. Uh, the fact that up until this point, anyone could just make an account and upload pretty much whatever they wanted, whether they owned the footage or not. Yeah, and uh, on the far, far more serious side of things, people could have uploaded content that is highly illegal and grossly immoral. Now, we don't want to get struck on YouTube for mentioning it, but you know exactly the kind of messed up shit that we're talking about here. Mm -hmm. You know. Yeah, uh, uh, there, was, there was like a New York Times article like, Right before this all started like happening, mm -hmm. like two weeks ago, where it was just profiling these like teenage girls whose lives got absolutely ruined by like revenge porn that yep. was taken of them when they were underage. That just you know every time they'd issue a cease and desist, it would get right re-uploaded again. It was just like, well, my life's fucking ruined. Yeah. So Pornhub had to do something to cut off the more nefarious and exploitable parts of its service, even if that meant getting rid of a ton of content that had nothing to do with either. On the good side of things, just some copyright violations, and on the terrible side of things, outright exploitation. Uh, the step they took to curb this kind of activity was obviously pretty significant, but it's a step that was incredibly easy for them to take and makes things a whole lot easier for them to stay on top of going forward. Literally, you can't be a content creator on their website without being verified that you are who you say you are, or being part of their model program, or being an official Pornhub partner. So yeah, the easiest way to control things, uh, have an actual system of checks and balances in place through a network of trusted users. So that that's what it looks like Pornhub's doing. Yeah, and all this comes in the wake of uh, two of the biggest uh, monetary platforms on Earth, MasterCard and Visa, refusing to allow people who use their cards to spend any money at all on that website. Discover cards, time to shine. <laughs> American Express <laughs> is here. Uh, it's Diners Club. Yeah, it's actually a huge uh, reckoning for Pornhub, and it, and it sends a clear message to the rest of the online pornography businesses. Uh, their time, it could come to an end. And at this point, all it's going to take is Visa or MasterCard finding out some shit or finding out that they even exist, then clicking a button to cut off their financial livelihoods. And just wait until some Visa executive sees a charge on the family card because their son is spending an outrageous amount of money on something called a Bell Dolphin on a site that's for fans only? What are you doing, kid? He's into marine biology. Yeah, big marine biology head. Anyways, according to the blog post that accompanied the decision to purge more than half of their entire website, a spokesperson from Pornhub said the following. At Pornhub, the safety of our community is our top priority. Last week, we enacted the most comprehensive safeguards in user-generated platform history. We banned unverified uploaders from posting new content, eliminated downloads, and partnered with dozens of nonprofit organizations, among other major policy changes. As part of our policy to ban unverified uploaders, 
We have now also suspended all previously uploaded content that was not created by content partners or members of the model program. This means every piece of Pornhub content is from verified uploaders, a requirement that platforms like Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, Snapchat, and Twitter have yet to institute. Yeah, so... So in a lot of ways, um, safest website and best website. <laughs> I mean, yeah, they're doing Falls a lot in your more. your court now, Mark. They are doing a lot more than a lot of other social media websites as far as policing content. Uh, yeah. But they also don't have... A, uh, those other websites don't have as big of a target on their back. Yeah. The, the statement goes on to talk about how, obviously, the main target of this ban is the potential of CP... Cyberpunk? No, can't say it on YouTube, and other illegal content to flow through their servers. But they note that while they've uh, had relatively few instances of these types of incidents over the last three years, when compared to other media giants like Facebook, who, by the way, self-reported 84 million instances uh, in their social media network, the fact that anything at all that has ended up on their site, that's too much. And because of that, they're going to take a hardline approach, uh, a more hardline approach than any other mainstream platform online. Now, their statement uh, continues and ends with, it's clear that Pornhub is being targeted not because of our policies and how we compare to our peers, but because we are an adult content platform. The two groups that have spearheaded the campaign against our company are the National Center of Sexual Exploitation, formerly known as Morality and Media, and Exodus Cry slash Trafficking Hub. These are organizations dedicated to abolishing pornography, banning material they claim is obscene, and shutting down commercial sex work. These are the same forces that spent 50 years demonizing Playboy, the National Endowment for the Arts, sex education, LGBTQ rights, women's rights, and even the American Library Association. Today, it happens to be Pornhub. In today's world, all social media platforms share the responsibility to combat illegal material. Solutions must be driven by real facts and real experts. We hope we have demonstrated our dedication to leading by example. I mean, they're framing it that way. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, they're, you're only doing this because you were about to be in like deep shit by like multiple governments. Yes, it's a great PR spin. But yeah, I'm glad. I mean, yeah, you did you did the thing. Mm -hmm. So yeah, anyway, once again, Pornhub puts their selves, themselves out there as an industry leader. They go above and beyond in an attempt to position themselves as a leader amongst its peers in battling illegal content, while at the same time trying to reach the unattainable goal of pleasing sexually. The morality, <laughs> non-sexually, yeah. the morality police at the same time. Yeah. Um, but uh, let's switch gears a little bit here and talk about something absolutely ridiculous that's going to take place here in the good old United States of America very soon, involving this country's favorite sport, football. Mm -hmm. But like hand football. Yeah, yeah. Clarification here. Mm -hmm. Not soccer, not footy, football. So first off, let's not get into the argument about what football is. It's played out. Come on. We talk about football, we're talking about the, the American one, the one with the, the egg-shaped brown ball that gets passed and kicked and ran and all that. We're American. We apologize for the confusion, but when we talk about football, that's what we're talking about. We do like soccer. I love we have soccer. against soccer. It's great. But we're talking about football here. Yeah, there's just a clear distinction, and I'm sorry that it gets mangled because of... Uh, we, didn't name, we didn't name these sports. Yeah. They were like that when we found them. I was born here. Sorry. In uh, what appears to be an attempt to attract more young viewers to the sport, and in hopes that uh, they will cement their loyalty to it, the NFL is apparently partnering with one of its broadcasters, CBS, to simulcast one of the more important games of the entire season on a goddamn kids' network, Nickelodeon. And yes, this is a real thing that's happening. I had to make sure I was reading the sports... I wasn't reading the sports section of The Onion when it, this article popped up in my feed. Uh, not only will Nickelodeon be showing the NFL wildcard game on January 10th, the broadcast on the kids' network will be adding on-field graphics, virtual filters, and more to the entire spectacle. And if the promo video for the event is any indication as to what you might expect, this is going to be the dumbest, most hilarious football game 
in history. Yeah, literally the most important game of the season for whichever teams end up there. And they're going to get doused in virtual slime anytime they <laughs> score a touchdown or have giant sad crying eyes superimposed over their faces whenever they fuck up. It's, oh, no. Did you miss a field goal? It's, it looks awesome. It's basically <laughs> the entire thing like on a fucking Snapchat filter. It, yeah. yeah. Um, and then presumably SpongeBob and Patrick are going to come out on screen and mock their plays and sing sweet victory uh, <laughs> there, at the end. So the halftime show is like some big new SpongeBob thing. So there you go. Uh, yeah, we really, truly hope we could show you the promotional footage for this event because uh, it's insane. But, you know, then we would be going up against two titans of copyright. Literally boss fights when it comes to footage. Uh, a legacy television network, CBS, a.k.a. Viacom. Yeah. And the National Football League. And we do not have the express <laughs> written consent of either of those entities. No, but I'll link the tweet in the uh, description below so that you can go watch it. But it's like, these people are com competing at the top tier of their athletic ability in a game that means one of them is going on to potentially mm -hmm. be in the Super Bowl and one is going home brokenhearted during a season that is completely fucked up and has been ravaged at various points because of the pandemic. And they're putting fucking Google. I love it. I love it so much. Yeah. Uh, in a statement regarding this Wild Cards Kids simulcast, an executive from Viacom said the following. Our game plan is to make sure the NFL wildcard game on Nickelodeon definitely lives up to its name by infusing the telecast with Nick's sensibility of surprise and fun at almost every turn. We're incredibly proud to team up with CBS Sports and the NFL to elevate the thrill of this game for kids and families to enjoy together. Now, this, this broadcast of this game, I can only assume, will have one of the longest tape delays that you could imagine for a live sporting event because... If you watch football at all, uh, there are multiple swear words. Uh, sometimes in every in 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 one game, they'll say the fuck word. Heated game they'll say moments. the shit word. They scream at each other. They're very rude. Lots of unsportsmanlike context sometimes. Uh, it, I mean, it's say what you want. It is kind of violent. Some of the hits, obviously, mm -hmm. I enjoy them. But uh, it's just gonna be funny to see like what they are able to do with this, like. If if one of the players is just like fucking god damn it, yeah, like they're not gonna have any mic feeds. They're gonna have to be like, dude, it's it's going to be insane. Speaking of which, last night's game between the Ravens and the Browns was one of the most incredible things I've ever seen. In a a football lot of people game. were talking about it. I missed it. It was all right to give you the brief, the very brief rundown. Basically, they're rivals, uh, and the the quarterback for the Ravens, incredible quarterback. Had, they were up by 14 points. He had to leave the game because he had to run to the bathroom and shit his brains out. He was in there shitting for 30 minutes straight. Oh, my God. Yeah. Just like one of those when you're like you're stuck in the car. And you're like, I have to go to the grossest yeah. bathroom and I don't care where it is. I'm, I need to take a shit right now. One of those. He's in there for 30 minutes. They were up by 14 points. While he was in there, the Browns came back and took the lead. The he, Browns. Yeah. He runs back onto the field. They're on fourth down and something. He runs back onto the field on a fourth down play and throws a fucking touchdown. Oh, nice. They go into the lead. The fucking Browns score a touchdown. Then they kick a field goal and they win. But then at the, th the last second, the Browns are doing some play where they're throwing laterals and all kinds of crazy shit. The, the Ravens end up getting a safety and beating the spread. It was the wildest game I've ever seen. Damn. And in the middle of all of it, the, the fucking quarterback for the Ravens took a giant, massive 30-minute shit. Wow. It was truly something to behold. Performance-enhancing shit. I mean, he was very light on his feet when he came back. He immediately threw a fucking touchdown. Yeah. First game back after yeah. running back from the bathroom. I know the feeling. 
Uh, yeah, you feel really good afterwards. Let's fucking go. Yeah. Anyway, before we get to the rest of today's show, let's take a quick second to thank today's sponsor, Purple Mattress. Throw some bedding on a bunch of different mattresses, and sure, they'll all look alike. Same goes for pillows. All just sort of rectangular. Mm -hmm. But peel away the layers, look at what's inside, and you'll see that they are not all created equal. Mm -hmm. And that's what makes every purple pillow and mattress unlike anything you've ever slept on. Their purple grid sets the purple mattress apart from every other mattress. It's a patented comfort technology that instantly adapts to your body's natural shape and sleep cycle. With over 1,800 open-air channels designed to neutralize body heat, Purple provides a cooling effect other mattresses cannot replicate. And this cutting-edge technology does not stop with the mattresses. Every Purple pillow is engineered with the grid for total head and neck support and absolute airflow. So you're always on the cool side of the pillow. This pillow rocks. I love this pillow. Purple's proprietary technology has been innovating comfort for over 15 years. And look, they sent us the pillows. I've been sleeping great. It is it's a great pillow. It's uh, it's a it's a marvel of engineering. Like it's large, it has mass, it has structure, but it's also light. Mm -hmm. It has airflow. It's cool, and it's an easy way to enhance your sleeping. Yes. You don't get like it's crazy. Yeah, you can even try every Purple product risk free with free shipping and returns. And Purple has financing available as low as zero percent APR for qualified customers. Experience the Purple Grid and you'll sleep like you never have before. Go to purple.com/todaydaily10 and use our promo code todaydaily10. And for a limited time, you'll get 10% off any order of $200 or more. That is purple.com slash todaydaily10, promo code todaydaily10 for 10% off any order of $200 or more. Obviously, terms apply. Check those out. Now back into the news. All right, yeah, back to the news from uh, earlier in the week with uh, an update on Cyberpunk 2077. We regret to inform you the game is bad. Yeah, well, I mean, I've been loving it. Yeah. But yeah, while all of the notes and critiques from people reviewing the game that were published ahead of its release last week were indeed valid and concerning, nothing could have prepared anyone for the hammer that was about to drop once owners of what are now considered last-gen consoles <laughs> loaded up their copies of the games and took them for a spin. To be completely honest, it is pretty goddamn shocking just how badly this game plays on the, the PS4 and the Xbox One, mm -hmm. uh, especially when you consider that Cyberpunk 2077 was, in fact, developed with those consoles in mind. It was supposed to come out, like, almost a year ago before the PS5 and the Xbox uh, series whatever was even a glimmer in anyone's eye. Re really makes you think about all those delays, quote-unquote. Yeah. Because... Imagine this comes out and there's not even a new console coming out for a year or even six months. What were they thinking? Yeah, it, it, the graphics are horrible. There's low frame rates. Uh, the, and it's just, consoles are just crashing a lot. Yeah, a lot of blue screens on uh, PlayStation. The, my favorite is the, like, uh, you know, expectation versus reality of Keanu from the trailer. And then yeah. the, the PS4 Keanu just looks like just well, a mangled, like, all right, so low, come low. to find out, some of those images are disingenuous. Oh, and it's okay. it fits with the lore of the game because, uh, like, Keanu's character is apparently famous in that world, I guess, or whatever. So there's people that, like, just like in reality, try to look like them. Oh, okay. But still, the the addition of Xbox One and PS4 graphics on top of it, it really looks terrible, uh, and it's hilarious. But uh, there's some people being disingenuous there, but their yeah. concerns are valid. Yeah, it, I mean, yeah, if you bought this on a last-gen console, you have every right to be fucking pissed with what you uh, what you ended up getting. And now, CD Projekt Red has responded and admitted that, uh, yeah, we fucked up. Ah, sorry. You got us. In yet another anxiety-inducing bright yellow rectangular <laughs> post, I am triggered by this kind yeah. of post now. Mm. 
Uh, CDPR provided an update on the subpar experience that owners of the PS4 and Xbox One are dealing with, and even offered up advice on how to receive refunds because playing the game on last-gen hardware is apparently such a poor experience that you, sh you shouldn't even attempt it at all. Yeah. From their statement, quote, First of all, we would like to start by apologizing to you for not showing the game on base last-gen consoles before it premiered and, in consequence, not allowing you to make a more informed decision about your purchase. We should have paid more attention to making it play better on PlayStation 4 and Xbox One, you think? Second, we will fix bugs and crashes and improve the overall experience. Sure. They go on then to list things that they're patching, and then they add that players can expect two large patches in the coming weeks. One in January, and one all the way in February. <laughs> Stay tuned, folks. Uh, yeah, that's obviously still going to be completely frustrating for players who, of no fault of their own, thought the game would be at least playable on their hardware right now when they bought it, because that's how it was fucking marketed. Yeah. That's how it's supposed to work. Yeah. Um, CDPR, they add that the patches, quote, won't make the game on last gen look like it's running on a high-spec PC or next-gen console, but it will be closer to the experience than it is now. I mean, um, I'm sure they're not lying, because even if it's a little bit better... Any that, improvement. Yeah. yeah. The, the statement ends with them saying that they want everyone to be happy, and if you're not happy, just get a refund. So, I don't know, man. For fuck's sake, like, I mean, thank you. Oh, thank you, CD Projekt Red. You, yeah. you benevolent game developers. Oh, you mean if I don't get the product that I purchased, I can get my money back? Wow. <laughs> Innovative. Thanks. Thanks for the tip. Anyways, as you can expect, the process of getting a refund has also been a mess because, you're, first of all, you're having to deal with retailers who have no idea what's going on yeah. and certainly don't want to give you your money back when you hand them an opened-up game box yeah. because for the last 25 years, that has not been a thing you could do. Like, going back to albums on CD. Like, yeah. you opened this, you can burn it on your computer, yeah. we're not taking it you back. Your, you got your dirty little fingerprints all over it. Yeah, and then there's digital storefronts like PlayStations, whose agreement clearly states that once you start playing the game, you can't get a refund. So the request for conversations with customer service agents on Sony's end has resulted in reported hours-long waits for people attempting to get their money back. So basically, CDPR was like, yeah, fine, you can have refunds if your experience sucks because you're on last gen. But also, now it's up to you to battle the store where you purchased the game from, whether physically or digitally, in order to get your money back. The dystopian future is now. How immersive. You were the game the whole time, and yeah. you got played. Yeah. But I'm loving it. Look, it's a beautiful it runs, game if it it's runs, running on the right platform. It runs great on PC, and my hardware is like five years old, and I still think it looks fantastic. Yeah, once you dial so. it in, it looks great. But imagine being a person who bought it for look. I my, would be, I'd be furious. My but. my brother-in-law got it on the original Xbox One, and he wasn't. Sh he called me, being like, "I don't know what's up with this. Like, is it like an internet connection issue oh, or something?" No. I'm like, "No, it's a single-player game. It should be fine." He's like, "Yeah, things just aren't loading properly," and I'm like. All right, I'm going to send you a couple articles. And yeah. I feel bad, but here you go. Damn. You need to see the truth. It sucks. Yeah. Anyway, quick update on the band Trapped. Since so many of you sent this story to us. Yeah. Um, it appeared for at least a brief moment in time that the band had fired its controversial lead singer after months and months of his constant shitposting online and in real life. If you'll recall, Trapped is a shitty, terrible, one-hit band uh, known for uh, their song Headstrong, Take, take you, you On, on yeah. Take On Anyone. Uh, well, they can't do that anymore, though. Yeah, they went full MAGA recently, and um, they were one of the only bands to play any kind of notable concert during the pandemic. Uh, they bored the hell out of bikers at the Sturgis Motorcycle Rally in South Dakota this past summer. Mm -hmm. Their singer, he would just constantly get into fights with whoever he could on Twitter.com, a free website. And for many this week, the final chapter in this book had been written. He was kicked out of the band. They've had enough. Done. Of, uh, what's his name? Like, Chris Taylor Brown or something. 
whatever. He's out. He's out. Sorry. Trapped has has rid themselves of this this terrible, terrible man. Mm -hmm. Or have they? No. He was not, in fact, kicked out of the band. And even if he was, there is no coming back for that band because they can't come back from nothing. Yeah. The only reason they're in the news is because of this guy being yeah. a dickhead. From MetalSucks.net, who has been following this trap saga for a long time now, quote, In a message posted to conservative-leaning social network Parlor this afternoon, the remaining three members of the band cited, quote, some viewpoints that were said that we do not agree with as the reason for Brown's dismissal, claiming Brown, quote, negatively impacted the rest of the band. Uh, with the singer responding uh, to the, what do they call tweets on Parlor? Post? I don't know. Responding to the post with, wow, are you kidding me? What the fuck do the pussies think they're going to be able to accomplish without me? They're going to have to change the name. Good luck finding another singer as good as me, stupid bitches. I liked how the band statement said, to our fan. Yeah, to our fan. Singular. Yeah. And then to the trolls. And then they apologized to trolls. Which yeah. Is odd, but I love the... Our singular fan. We're sorry. Anyway, yeah, turns out both those accounts are fake accounts. Literally nothing happened. Parlor is full of people pretending to be other people. And they're very... There's no policing. Yeah, it's it's a mess of a website. It's, mm -hmm. uh, it's, it's, but it's also the website that's exactly what they all wanted. Yeah. Um, but also, anyway, who cares? The real story, and the one that we forgot to mention last week, is that the reason it's so believable there are multiple accounts related to the band trapped on right-wing social media site Parlor is that Trapped has been justifiably banned from Twitter. <laughs> yeah. Uh, first, temporarily for uh, throwing out support for the Proud Boys, and then banned indefinitely for an argument where the singer decided to defend statutory rape, among other things. Yeah, he, he also got into the conversation about, like, uh, well, it's technically not pedophilia if... Yeah. Like, like, like it's one actually of those, a hemophilia. Yeah, yeah, one of those conversations. And they, they, were, they got kicked off Facebook, like, a month ago. So Parler's kind of all they've got. Um, yeah, so when you see a trapped account pop up in Parler, you're, like, inclined to believe what it is. Yeah. So, yeah, we've been blocked by them for months now. So we had no idea Kind of forgotten they were still a thing. So um, with them on Parler now, I never really have to think about them again. Yeah. I do. Uh, the only parlor content I've seen recently is uh, that guy uh, Milo Yiannopoulos having a fucking meltdown about uh, the GOP and Trump. Yeah, you love to see it. You do. Anyway, circling back to the topic of pornography, uh, here's a story straight out of our dystopian present. Now, everyone is probably aware that here in America, God bless us, a lot of people out there, they have to work multiple jobs to survive. And that includes healthcare workers who are currently on the front lines of battling this pandemic. One in particular, a 23-year-old EMT named Lauren, decided to start up an OnlyFans account in order to supplement her income, only to end up deleting everything out of fear of retaliation from her main gig working for a company called Senior Care. This whole thing fucking sucks. So yeah, much. it's terrible. So from an interview with the New York Post, which... Fuck them. Fuck them. Yeah. Quote, the bottom line, I don't get paid a lot. I'm just trying to make ends meet. I truly don't think this has anything to do with being a paramedic. At the end of the day, it doesn't affect how I treat people. What I do in my free time is my business. It has no effect on how I care for my patients. I know when I'm working, I'm a paramedic. I think I'm pretty good at my job. There are plenty of people who are medical professionals who have every right to do what they want with their own bodies. I'm not doing it at work. Healthcare workers aren't making a lot of money, and I'm not the only one trying to make ends meet. So she joined OnlyFans and started advertising her photos in order to try to make some extra money on the side. But in doing so, might have upset her employer, who apparently asked to meet with her shortly after her side gig started picking up steam. Quote, I know senior care would deem this inappropriate, so I took it down in the hopes that I won't lose my job in the middle of a pandemic and three weeks before Christmas. Now, senior care didn't respond to uh, the article for comment, and the article itself 
actually drew the ire of its subject, Lauren, who claimed on Twitter that when she spoke to the reporter for the Post, it wasn't understood immediately that, uh, what the article was about, and she was shocked when it ran. Yeah, it Someone sounds basically like they, exposed they her. doxed her. Yeah. Like, it was not meant to be like, hey, look at this. Yeah, it wasn't like an indictment of like society and how we should pay and treat our medical workers. It was like, hey, like, isn't it crazy? Yeah. yeah, isn't it crazy that she's going to get naked? Yeah. Hey, hey, guys with like doctor fetishes, check out this hot EMT. It's just yeah. like so fucking gross. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, now she's using the unwanted attention of all of this to bring light to her and her colleagues' struggles both during and outside the pandemic. Uh, she said, quote, the New York Post gave me a voice, so here I am showing myself to the world. I'm here to tell you all that my first responder brothers and sisters are suffering. We need your help. We've been exhausted for months, reusing months old PPE, getting refused hazard pay, and watching our fellow healthcare workers die in front of our eyes, in our ambulances. At least three New York City EMS workers died by suicide this year, and there has been very little action about the lack of mental health care accessibility for first responders. EMS are the lowest paid first responders in New York City, which leads to 50 plus hour weeks and sometimes three jobs. My brothers and sisters deserve change. Visit emspac.org for a mission statement and to see how you can help. How's that for a story, New York Post? Good for her. Yeah, good for her for pivoting. Yeah. As they say, turning this into a positive thing with uh, raising awareness regarding these frontline workers. But also, yeah, she shouldn't have been shamed about her side gig in the first place. Um, and also, as a medical worker, she shouldn't have to work more than one job there to have go. a comfortable life What you know, whenever she's off the clock. Like, if your fucking job is literally saving people's lives, you should be compensated in a way where the thought of doing any sort of side gig is like, why would I do that? Yeah, and then there's like a bunch of uh, arguments from people in that industry too being like, well, you know, you take those uh, those private EMS gigs when you're starting out to really cut your teeth. And it's like, no, you shouldn't be that. making $10 or $15 an hour yeah. working as a fucking paramedic. Right, because... Especially when someone gets a bill for tens of thousands of dollars. Yeah, a fucking 20-minute ride in one of those vans costs tens of thousands of dollars sometimes. Not going to the people doing the job, they're going to the people on top who aren't doing jack shit. There are multiple stories and actually like responses from Uber where people are using Ubers as fucking ambulances because it's affordable. Yeah. And look, the takeaway from this whole story should be paramedics should probably get paid a bit more. Yeah. They so they are. don't have to take side gigs. They're doing the work. But also, if one of them wants to go strip after work or have an OnlyFans account or drive an Uber or whatever. Who cares? Who cares? Anyways, Joe Biden won the election again. How many times is this now? I don't know, 40? They've really, the fucking hardcore MAGA folks, they have been stuck in the bargaining phase of uh, grief for like five weeks now. Yeah, well, so... It's by, incredible. The most recent solidification of this is that the, actual, the Electoral College voted... And they couldn't even get through that without uh, without embarrassing themselves. Like, all of the... Because, you know, like, basically, before the election happens, each party appoints their electors, mm-hmm. which the whole, the whole process is fucking stupid and redundant. Yeah, well, it'd be but, really easy to just get rid of it and go with a popular vote. Yeah, but, uh, so, like, yeah, even in the states where Joe Biden... One, there was already Republican electors who were appointed in the event that Trump won. And so, like, a bunch of the states, like, the Republican electors, like, symbolically cast their votes for Trump. And it just, it was meaningless. And a bunch of fucking the typical usual suspects on, like, Twitter, uh, the, 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 the people who are just deep in the MAGA Kool-Aid, they're like, look at this. 
Yeah, looks you like, see? Looks like Trump did win Nevada, see? We did it. All of the Nevada electors Dude, cast it's, the It's gotten Trump. so bad that fucking uh, Geraldo dog-walked Charlie Kirk on Fox News the other night. It's just like, that's how, like, ridiculous it's gotten. Like, yeah. it's, it's insane. Anyways, uh, if you're in Georgia, keep up to date. Make sure you vote in that runoff election. Yeah, that's, that's happening. Uh, because it's going to be very, very funny uh, if the Democrats uh, are elected because then everyone will blame Trump on being like, Yo, uh, this fucking guy lost, and then he told everyone not to vote for them. So even if it's not true, yeah. it'll still be really funny. Yeah. So you love to see it. Do it for the lols. Anyways, that's it for this week's show, or this today's show. Uh, we'll be back for Tech News Day uh, coming up real soon, and then, of course, the rest of the videos throughout the rest of the week. So thank you for joining us, and we'll see you very soon. In the meantime, watch our other videos over here. It's a brand new episode of Weekly Weird News, which you should watch in case you missed it, because apparently YouTube went down literally immediately after it was uploaded. I mean, it, it took like two hours to upload, so I could tell. I was like, something's going on here. But luckily, <laughs> I managed to get in before the whole thing collapsed. Yeah, so check that out, and uh, also the most recent episode of News Dump, and we'll see you uh, very soon. Bye. Bye.